I don't want to go on a rant here. What the hell does rant mean? We are finally back after what, a week and a half. It was only like 10 days. Two Fridays ago. Up. Not last Friday, the Friday after that. This should be our new regularly scheduled day, I think, for now. But uh, this is episode 19. Welcome. What's going on? Remember when I uh, said this could be our new day and you made a new day reference saying, yes, it is, and it totally went over my head? Yeah, you didn't uh, You didn't respond at all. You said, yeah. this could be our new day, and I just responded, yes, it is. And you didn't uh, You didn't connect the dots there. I didn't even purposely know I so. I just I don't like a new right day at all, and I still threw out that reference and you you know sold it. But it's better than, uh, I guess, you uh, being stupid and not getting it is better than no selling it. That's true. So we have to talk about New Day, but first, uh, I honestly have no fucking clue what our death was. It was we, Our last episode was nine weeks ago, I think you said, so I don't remember at all. You're going to have to remind me. I think our last episode was pre-COVID. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> it's actually so pre-WestCon. It was uh, in 2013, uh, four and a six-year-old, Noah and Connor Barth. You said that you'd actually heard of this a little bit. Uh, more kids. Uh, in Canada, New Brunswick, Canada. Uh, they were killed by an African rock python during a sleepover at a friend's apartment. Oh, I do vaguely remember this, yes. Yeah, so pretty awful. Uh, did some research on this. So it was a it was a 14-foot python. Jesus. It uh, The guy who owned it, who obviously his son had the sleepover, they, they, he had a pet shop, and they lived in the apartment above the pet shop. Interesting. Uh so the 14-foot python slithered through a ventilation shaft and crashed through the ceiling in the room that the boys were sleeping in. You think you would, they would have heard that? Right? You'd, you'd think, you know, big, loud fucking... It's a 14-foot, 100-pound python crashing through the ceiling. Yeah. Unless their the ceilings are, like, super thin and just went... And then fell on the kids. Like, but like, even then, you'd figure the kids would scream, startled. Yeah. Like, so uh, the boys were apparently uh, mistaken for prey because they had been at a petting zoo earlier in the day, and the smell of rabbits and other small animals from their farm visit was uh, still lingering on them. Oops. Supposedly, the owner kept the snake illegally without the correct permits. Of course he did. It wasn't in... Uh, it had an enclosed an enclosure in the room that it was in, but it was in a room in the apartment, not in a you know locked cage in the pet shop. So, found a few articles on this... Uh, the 14-foot python that killed the two young boys had escaped its enclosure before. So it wasn't the first time that it escaped its enclosure. Love <laughs> the, the banner you just put there. Snakes on a plane. Yeah, more, more like, like snakes, snakes illegally in a house. Yeah, that's a great movie. Get these motherfucking snakes out of this motherfucking house. I've actually never seen the movie, but I feel like everybody, everybody knows that one quote from all the previews. I, is it like a no Mandela effect? Has that did that line actually not happen in the movie? It had to have. It was everywhere on television. Um, that's pretty terrible. So, uh, let's see. So, as I said, they'd been playing with small animals, including goats, dogs, and cats, just hours earlier. So that smell lingered on them. Fucking weird pennies um, with cats. The owner. It's weird, kind of right. Uh, yeah. The owner of Little Ray's Zoo in Ottawa. <laughs> Little Ray's Zoo. That sounds sketchy. Um. There's Said definitely snakes. an Uncle Touchy's Naked Puzzle. Basement there. <laughs> oh, that's in the basement of the pet shop. Uh, he said that snakes like the African rock python that killed the boys uh, do not visually visually recognize their prey, but if they smelled like food, it could serve as a realistic explanation for the attack. 
The snake's owner, Jean-Claude Savoy, uh, could face manslaughter and criminal negligence charges. He ended up getting arrested for criminal negligence resulting in death. Uh, he housed the reptile in a glass enclosure in his apartment, just yards away from where the boys were sleeping and not in a shop, which had locks, cages and pens, as I had said. Uh, he also knew he also knew the snake was very aggressive and unused to humans. Mm. One reptile expert who had saw it six weeks prior said it was vicious and very nervous around people. And he but, didn't bother to report anything. Good yeah. job, guy. But uh, the owner, Savoy, apparently failed to take adequate safety measures to ensure the python would not escape. And as you said, how the fuck did the noise of a 100-pound, 14-foot python falling through the ventilation system not wake anybody up? Yeah, I don't know. So the guy explained to police that he found the boys at 6.30 uh, the next morning and at first thought they were sleeping. I thought they were sleeping until I saw a hole in the ceiling. I turned on the lights and I saw this horrific scene. The snake went through a ventilation system. I don't understand how it did, even though it's done it before. It went through the ceiling and the snake fell into the living room from the ceiling. Uh, he said that after he found the boys' bodies, he found the snake coiled in a hole nearby. He held it down and put it in a cage. This is the dad? Yeah. Apparently, right. attacks by African rock, py African rock pythons are rare but not unheard of. The last one that occurred was in 2002 when a 10-year-old boy was killed and swallowed in Durban, South Africa. Three years even, prior to that. Is it even that, really an attack? They were just trying to eat. I was hungry. Uh, three years prior, in 1999, a three-year-old boy was killed by another rock python after escaping its cage in Centralia, Illinois. And uh, according to the autopsy report, uh, the boys had multiple puncture wounds, abrasions, bruises, as well as hemorrhaging in their neck muscles from being suffocated. So the snake bit them multiple times and then coiled around them and suffocated them both at the same time. But still didn't eat it. Weird. Nope. It did not eat them, still even though they them. said the snake hadn't eaten for at least a day. So it was hungry and looking to feed. That's why it went on the prowl. If it hadn't, snakes don't eat every day. So I feel like it was probably starved for like a month. Knowing yeah. that fucking Jean-Claude Van Damme or Rob Van Damme, whatever their fucking name was. <laughs> so as I said, the guy got arrested and charged with criminal negligence causing death, but he was found not guilty. How? Yeah, so the, in order to be found guilty, they, the prosecutors needed to prove three essential ingredients for them to convict him. One, as the only adult, he had a duty to protect the brothers that he failed. They had to prove that. Two, that he showed wanton and reckless disregard for the lives and safety of the boys. And three, that it was his failure to take reasonably appropriate measures to care, or, care for or protect the boys contributing to their deaths. Um, check, check, and check. What the actual fuck, Canada? I'm, I'm, it's weird. He, it's not like he fucking intentionally did this, but he held it illegally, not in a, in not right even enclosure. in a locked cage. You're he like, should get some kind of penalty. And, but, but also, how do you not fucking find this scene until the next morning? Like, I just, it must not have made noise, or you must be fucking really heavy sleepers. Or, or maybe it was, it was in like a, make a puzzle basement. A room that's at the that's at Ray's well, sweet baby Ray's barbecue sauce ranch or whatever the fuck it was called. A little Ray's or something like that. That's weird. Now, did you do any research on the NHL two game series? Hundred percent I did. Because I need to understand what the hell that means. All right. So if you recall, it was from the on this day that we had on um March eleventh when we did 
March 11, 2021. Or, yeah, 2021. Uh, or last it was in 1917. The first NHL championship game was ever played. The Toronto Arenas beat the Montreal Canadiens 7-3 in the first of a two-game set. The second game was then on March 13th. Come the Maple so, Leafs? What'd you say? Did they become the Maple Leafs? What was their fucking name? Toronto Arenas. Awful. So, in this NHL season... The regular season was split into two halves. I hate that. The winners of both halves faced each other in a two-game total goal series oh for the God. NHL championship and the right to meet the Pacific Coast Hockey Association champion in the best-of-five Stanley Cup final. If you win the first half of the league, what's the incentive to even care about the second half? Nothing. There isn't. You don't, don't Who fucking cares? So dumb. Yeah, there isn't. The Atlantic League used to do that with the fucking bluefish. Maybe so baseball did that in one of the strike-shortened seasons. Yeah, it's awful. Uh, so Toronto won the second half of the split regular season while the Montreal Canadiens won the first half. Toronto then won the NHL title by defeating the Canadiens in the two-game total goal series 10-7. to So they won the first game 7-3, to and then the second game they lost 4-3, to but because they had that the total goals 10-7, they won. I just don't understand the point of that. Just, meanwhile, just one game. Meanwhile, in the Pacific Coast Hockey Association, Vancouver finished the season in second place with a nine and nine record. Nice, kind of a short season. Behind the eleven and seven Seattle Metropolitans. Seattle Metropolitans. Wow. However, Vancouver beat Seattle in that league's two-game total goal series, uh, three to one, with a one to nothing game two victory. The Toronto Arenas then beat the Vancouver Millionaires. They changed their name mid. They were the Toronto Arenas beat the Vancouver Millionaires. Did you say that they were the Vancouver Millionaires before? And I just no, didn't I hear that. that. I just said Vancouver, and they'd beaten the Seattle Metro Metropolitans. I saved Millionaires to the end. Oh, God. They I beat guess... uh, Toronto, beat Vancouver uh, three to two in the best of five Stanley Cup, which was actually a best of five series. Uh, it's fucking awful. Don't, don't you wish I did that now? You have a league with fucking six teams in it. That's awful. I, yeah, I don't even know. Why. What's the point of that? Like, I just don't understand. Who cares about goals scored? Like, exactly. So if you win the first game, like, 7 nothing, the next game, like, you're not going to score eight you're goals. Fucked. Like, you're fucked. What was the first one? Seven to three. That was pretty much over then. Yeah, it was seven to three, and then they lost the second game. Four. You're not going to win by five. Like, ugh. well, we can stay on NHL. There were not a lot of trades. You know, I forgot Jack Eichel got traded in fucking November. He's only That's played because like, uh, Buffalo wouldn't let him have the surgery got, he wanted to have. He only played like he's only played like a dozen games. He hasn't really done anything. So let's see. Anything happened from this past week? I'm looking at the major trades from TSN. I don't even know most of these guys. Okay, yeah, when you and I were texting about it yesterday, I was like, and who's this? The, the 16th, Ben uh, Sherratt got traded to the Panthers for a first uh, next year and a fourth this year. None of these guys are any good. And then the 18th, the Lightning got Ben Hagel for a first this year, a first next year, a first in two years. I, I'd like, look up Brandon Hagel, H-A-G-E-L. Like, he's worth two first-round picks. I've never even heard of him. Boris Kachuk, fucking Boris. I bless Tyler you. Tyler Radish. I like. I don't know who that is. So and then Brandon the Hagel, like, he's a left winger. 
He's 23. He was the 159th overall selection of the Sabres in 2016. I think he's worth two first-round picks. I don't get it. Uh, This season. They're top 10 protected, which means nothing because the Lightning are not going to be anywhere near that. Well, let's put it this way. So he was a, a draft pick, 156 overall in 2016. He made his NHL debut. He played one game in 2019. I just he want to made, know what he's done this year. Is he uh, worth anywhere near two first-round picks? He's got 21 goals and thirty and 16 assists, so 37 total points. Maybe one first-round pick, but they did get back two fourth-round picks. Whatever, okay. This Bruins is coming off huge... last year when he had nine goals and 15 assists. So he's an up-and-comer. Seems like a lot for for that guy, two first-round picks. He finished then, 18th in the Calder uh, Memorial Trophy voting. Calder? Not the Calder. It's Calder. Calder, Calder, whatever. It's spelled Calder. C-A-L-D-E-R. Yeah, it's not the uh, Vicks Vapor Rub Calder Award. So then I've never heard of either of these guys. Hampus Lindholm and Cody Curran got traded to the didn't Bruins. Hampus Lindholm get traded. Um, didn't he get like an eight-year extension too? To the Ducks. For a first this year, a second next year, a second two years from now, and two other defensemen. I don't yeah, care Lindholm about that. Yeah, Lindholm got an eight-year, $52 million extension from the Bruins. Fuck the Bruins. The real big trade, fucking Claude Gyrox, who's been on the Flyers for 46 years, and he's only 34 or 35 years old. I think he's younger than we are. He got traded to the Panthers for Owen Tippett, a first next uh, in two years, and a third next year. So the Panthers are going fucking for it. So I'm all here. I'm all here for it. Anyone, literally anyone but the Rangers. I will if I had to root for Boston, I would root for Boston over the Rangers. Well, the Rangers made a couple of trades too, didn't they? Nothing significant. None of the major trades. They did get I mean, somebody. No Hampus Lindholm. And then Mark Giordano went to the Maple Leafs. So like I have to root I'll root against the Leafs, obviously. Sorry, Griff, fuck you. <laughs> Rooting against the Leafs, I'll root against the Bruins, and I'll root against the Rangers. But in order, I don't know. I don't know any Bruins fans. And like, I feel like just to spite Griff, I'd root against the Leafs over the Bruins. But I wouldn't feel great about myself. But they got but the Giordano. Bo- the Bruins don't bother you as much as like the Red Sox or the Patriots do. No, but they're still Boston, and it feels disgusting. So Seattle got a two seconds and a third for Giordano. So they have like 49 picks in the next couple of years. And then... Mark Andre Fleury got uh, traded from the Blackhawks to the Wild for a first-round pick this coming season. And the, I was looking at it. The Devils are going to be in line for the top pick again. They're like bottom five. Yeah, but are the, the is there any is there any prospect that's? I don't they know. They tend to they tend to miss out on the really great prospects. I mean, they hit on Luke Hughes last year. It looks like he's better than Owen Power. He's having a much True. better year than he is. So the Devils have forty-nine points. People with the people, the teams with less or equal. Ottawa has 49. Montreal has 44. So that's Coyotes have, Coyotes have 44, I think, right? Coyotes have 44. That's three. And Seattle has 44. So, yeah, they're like fifth right now. So they could conceivably get a top five pick again after fucking getting one last year, after getting a couple of the last few years, every fucking goddamn year. Rangers don't bother to go through a rebuild. They just become good again for no reason. I don't it's understand why why the Rangers are fucking good and lucky, and they find these guys, and the Knicks are horrendous. Should be the opposite. Nobody gives a shit about hockey. Fucking go to basketball. <laughs> Tell me how you really feel. New York cares more about a mediocre Knicks team than they would a 
amazing. If the Rangers were in first place by 40 points and the Knicks were the seventh seed, they would care more about the Knicks. Yeah. It is, it is a Knicks city. Even when the Giants won the Super Bowl, all they wanted to talk about was Lynn Sanity. So do you know who's leading each division? Have you looked at the standings? I did look at the standings the other day um, when you were – I think because you had said, are the Coyotes even good? Now the Rangers are in tied for second, but they're in second, I think, because they have more wins. Carolina's slightly ahead of them in the Met. And then the Panthers have 90 points in the Atlantic. Tampa Bay is second, and Toronto is third. Let me look at the wild cards, see who's going to make it. So it's Carolina, New York, Pittsburgh, Florida, Tampa, Toronto. And then the two wild cards right now are Boston and Washington. The Islanders actually are – they sucked for a while, but the, the, the East is just so bad. Like the two wild it's – actually, it's actually over. The two wild card teams have 83 and 80. This third place, Columbus, has 67 points. So, so unless think, Columbus wins like their last 15 games or whatever. And we can just count everybody else out. Everybody else is fucking eliminated. It's over. And then out West, there's like Colorado is 95 points. Minnesota and Nashville have 78. Then the other division, Calgary's in first with 84. The Kings and Edmonton have 76 and 75. So the West is pretty fucking bad. So basically the Avalanche are finals are if bust. They don't, if they don't go to the if I don't even think they got out of the first round last year. Like if they don't go to the finals, it's a huge fucking disappointment. And the wild card is St. Louis at 77, Vegas at 72. And then this is a good race because there's 71, 68, 68, 65. So there are some teams that are still in it. And, uh, yeah, the Devils are uh, shit in the bed again. And they you know made one trade though? for an irrelevant goalie. Makes no sense. Looking at goals for, goals against, look how many goals the Devils have compared to the Rangers. In one less what, I, what I didn't realize is the Rangers don't score a lot of goals. They have 189 and the Devils have 188. The Rangers have trouble scoring, but their fucking goals against is ridiculous. Yeah, they have great goals. 160. Doesn't make any sense. Find out what's, uh, I, what the fuck is his name? Sorkin is the Islanders goalie. Shesterkin. Well, he was like a hundredth something pick. Just pisses me off. What the or fuck? Then they also have, what's his name too, uh, Gorgiev? Gorgiev? Gorgiev. Yeah, he's not really that good. And it doesn't matter because Shesterkin is so fucking good. They're like, what the fuck? Where did they get him from? And what the fuck? Pisses me off how they just, they don't even rebuild. They were bad for one year and then they got good um, immediately. Not not like playoffs good, but like you're like, okay, they're going to be good again. So Shesterkin was a fourth round, 118th overall pick in the 2014 draft when he was uh, 19. Ridiculous. I'm sorry, 18, Wait, when he was 18. 2014 draft? Yeah. Fourth round. Fuck, how old is he now? He's 26. Is he really? I thought he was younger than that. Yeah, he's only he's 26 because he uh, was drafted when he me, was 18. That makes me feel better. I thought he was like 23. But he's fucking insane. He's probably going to win the uh, Vesna. It's just, it's fucking, it, fourth round goalie turns out to be fucking amazing. Well, where was Lundqvist picked? I feel like it was the same sort of shit. But we have to, because I don't have no faith in Carolina, because they never do anything. I have no faith in Florida, because I don't even know the last time they won a playoff series. Let me look that up. Lundqvist was the 205th yeah. overall the pick. Fuck, where do you get that shit from? Come on. Fucking ridiculous. Go through a stretch where you have no goalie, fucking pricks. So let's see. The last time the Panthers won a playoff series, do you have any guess? The Florida Panthers? Yeah. Because they've been good for a couple of years. 
I'm going to say 2012. Yeah, not even close. They haven't won a playoff series since they went to the finals in 96. They've but made they've the, been playoffs. To the playoffs multiple times. Not really. One, two, three, four times before the last couple of years. They, uh-huh. A lot of did not qualify. Ole Okunen did not help at all. They oh. shouldn't. Have, they should have traded him sooner. Fucking Ole Okunen. The Devils beat them one year. That was the uh, oh yeah the Henrik goal in Game Seven. They would have won that series if they could have uh, stopped that. Yeah, they they're not even not even close to being good any time in their history. They went to the finals their third year of existence, and then that was it. That's brutal. Were they an expansion team the same time the Ducks were? 93-94? Seems... That sounds about the time the Ducks were. Let's see. The league expanded to 2016s with the addition of the Ducks and the Panthers. I'm kind of impressed I remembered that. Razor Ramon just uh, beat Rick Martel for the uh, Intercontinental title. We'll get it. We'll talk about Razor Ramon later. But uh, that that was re- there was not a lot of big trades. I think I already got rid of them. But those were all the major trades, and none of those were really like Claude Giroux was probably the biggest one. How old is he? Is he thirty four? Thirty four. He was born in eighty eight. Insane that he's been on the fucking Flyers for like two thousand and six. And he's only thirty four. That's crazy. The Rangers trade they got a guy named Andrew Cop, who's apparently decent, but. Is it related to RoboCop? Ah, there's two P's. Oh, so close. He's related to Peter Weller, though. That's his uncle. Nice. All right. So uh, remember last oh, – why did I do that? Last Friday – not last Friday, the two Fridays ago, we were at the end of the podcast, and I saw Biggie get dumped on his head. And we then had, you had – then you snapped I showed it to me it and to I you. watched it. It turns out – Mr. Langston ended up breaking his neck, unfortunately. But the good news is there was, I think, two of his vertebrae got broken, but there was no displacement. He can move all of his fingers, all of his digits. He can walk, and he doesn't need surgery. It was his um, his C1 and his C6, which is amazing because the C1 through 4 are the ones that if you fracture yeah, them, the... you're basically paralyzed. But he, he actually... Didn't... Go ahead, sorry. Because he didn't. It said he said it like displacement would be way worse. Like it's just a straight break, or something. Yeah, he got really lucky. He actually tweeted an hour ago, saying, "I had my first doctor's appointment and learning because of the C1 fracture, I narrowly escaped a stroke, paralysis, or death." Is very sobering. Life feels even more precious and valuable now. He's yeah, lucky he didn't die. Yeah, you don't break like the C1, C2, and like move around immediately. Like I don't know what kind of break it was, but. Apparently, displacement is way worse. He was moving around right away. Fucking tweeted or shot a video from the goddamn hospital bed. Like, it was fucking I, terrifying. I don't I know if he'll wrestle think again, but him, yeah, him wrestling again. Not even. Uh, I'm. I bet you he does because Edge's injury was worse. Seems like Austin was worse. But they didn't. Edge didn't break his neck though. I think Edge did break his neck. Austin, I don't think did. I thought Edge broke his neck. I thought I mean, Austin broke his neck on the pile dryer from Owen Hart. That was a stinger, and that caused neck injury. But I'm pretty sure Edge broke his neck. It reminded me of um, T.J. Wilson's neck injury from uh, Samoa Joe seven years ago. We didn't see that one, though. That's true. Let's see. Edge was forced in retirement with a cervical spinal stenosis. Isn't that the same thing Austin had? Isn't that the thing that Sheamus does have, and he's still wrestling? Yeah, I don't know how Sheamus is doing that. I bumped on the ladder, and I heard a crack. Then I thought it was the ladder edge. 
from 2017. Thanks, WWE Network. Miss you. But yeah, I don't... And uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin legitimately broke his neck in temporary paralysis. Was it actually broken, though? Because he That's kept Wikipedia wrestling. says. Because he kept, rest- he kept wrestling. He didn't get surgery for it until like four or five years later. They broke it in 97 and he missed all of like 2000. So yeah, like he three ended years up, later. He only missed like six weeks. There's, so there's no way he broke it. It says that he did. In 1997? Yeah, during the... You can't heal from a broken neck in six weeks. Unless it wasn't really broken. Like, it I don't broken. understand. I don't know. That's, do you want to like do any follow-up? That seems a little suspicious to me. Because there's no way you can just heal from a broken neck unless it was like, oh yeah, you, it's like a fraction of a fraction of a fraction of a break. Because I don't understand how you could possibly heal in six weeks. He had to have had some kind of surgery or something. He ended up not having surgery until the two years later. Yeah, but what what did he do for six weeks? Let me he didn't wrestle. Where's Edge? Like, there's no like fucking. Yeah, but that that just that doesn't make any sense. You need to. We need to follow up. You can't break your neck and be fine in six weeks. Like, there's just there's just no way. Like, that's just impossible. I remember an interview with he had with Jim Ross where he had a neck brace on. It was just fucking. That'd be like Big E coming back and fucking wrestling at WrestleMania. Like, there's no way. I mean, it could happen. It, it's a miracle he's not dead. Uh, I don't care about Edge's personal life. This is this is not gonna happen right now. But I don't I don't know if either of them actually broke their necks. Because spinal stenosis is I don't even know what that is. What is that? Spinal stenosis. The narrowing of the spaces within your spine, which can put pressure on the nerves that travel through the spine. That hmm. doesn't sound good. That, that sucks. Stone Cold Steve Austin. I can't type correctly. Spinal stenosis also ended the career of Stone Cold Steve Austin. So I'm sort of, I'm sort of thinking that it wasn't even remotely close to like what Biggie just dealt with. I don't know if it was actually broken. Well, did you know that Stone Cold Steve Austin broke Masahiro Chono's neck five years before Owen Hart injured Austin? Yeah, but I bet he apologized because Owen Hart never apologized. He only apologized once. I don't even, I don't know if he did. Did he? Yeah. Stone Cold said, Owen almost paralyzed me. He called me only once to apologize while I was in the hospital. If, ah, ha, ha. This is what Stone Cold said. If I almost break someone's neck. Yeah. There you go. I'm so calling him 25 it. times to apologize. Fuck you, Wikipedia and your lies. Yeah. Because I, I always thought he said that Owen never really apologized. I feels like he probably called him to check in on, but Owen was seemed like, yo, yeah, well, it happens. But he's 100% right. So, like, and Owen's dead. That sucks. But like, he's a kind of a dick for that. You yeah, don't you think you that don't like, sell a guy, a nice guy that would? He sold a guy on the move that he could perform. Fucking did it incorrectly. Fucking almost killed him and barely even gave a shit. So I don't. I, I bet you Austin still holds a grudge. I, I would. would. Even if he's dead, I'd still be pissed. You almost fucking killed me, dude. You didn't even bother to fucking. I'm sure Ridge Holland probably cried. Well, they said that um, Rich Holland was one of the first people to visit Biggie in the hospital, and Michael Cole even talked about it. How he was just gutted over it. He was he has nothing but respect for him. It wasn't on purpose, obviously. Why would they talk about that? He, he was a, like a, par- a bitch. 
they apparently were supposed to show an interview of him on SmackDown, and it got cut. They should have just did what fucking Benoit did when he broke uh, Sabu's neck. Just played off as like, I tried to do that. It would have made Rich, Hol- Rich Holland look like a badass. He's a heel, so I'm surprised they actually didn't do that. They actually made him seem human by actually yeah. giving a shit. I, didn't, I guess I should have paid attention. I didn't even notice any of that. I just <laughs> fucking was concentrating on Butch. Ugh. Oh, poor Butch. What a Awful. bitch. All right. Thanks, everybody, for listening. That was episode 19. Uh, take care. Spike your hair. Woo, woo, woo. You know it. <laughs> you know it. All right. Uh, how about I'm watching Coliseum Home Video, Scott Hall, as everyone knows. Of course, it's, I forgot to change the fucking. Here we go. Scott Hall passed away. I didn't realize he broke his hip and was immobile on the ground for four days before being found by DDP. Yeah, because no, he wasn't obviously able to get to his phone. So people were worried about him and DDP lived close enough to. People I can't like, hey, imagine. I don't care how old he is and how fucked up. He breaking? Did he break both hips or is it just one? He only broke uh, you one. Got, hip. You have to be able to get to somewhere. Everyone has their phones on them these days. You got. I just can't imagine him laying there for four days being completely immobile. He's I also wonder, in decent shape compared to what he used to be. So, like, I just wonder if, if, like, maybe he was downstairs and if someone was upstairs, he couldn't crawl up the stairs or anything. You know what I mean? I would hope so. If it's got to be a scenario where he's like, it would have to be stairs. Cause if he just fell in his living room, like, but like he, it's not the drugs and the alcohol that killed him. He fucking had a hip surgery and then a blood clot and then he dies. It's just yeah. like, like blood Bob Saget. Clot, three heart nowhere. attacks. Did he have the three heart attacks in the hospital? Yeah. After he, after the surgery, the surgery, blood clot, the blood clot was dislodged and then he had three heart attacks. So did the hospital not fucking bother to, can you check for blood clots? Well, they can, and they put you on medication for it, but all of his years of drinking and drugs made him more susceptible to developing a blood clot, which... But, like, the surgery dislodged it, right? Like, can you check? Like, is there a way to check for blood clots before doing surgery? Like, there can't be, right? I, don't, well, I, mean, I have no idea about any of this. But also, laying, he laid immobile for four days and then had the surgery and was laid up more immobile. That makes you... Blood clots can happen then. That's why they usually put you on blood thinners to stop that kind of thing from potentially happening. I wonder if they did that because it just seems like he was there for four days. They brought him to the hospital and did the surgery and a blood clot. Like I would, wouldn't you think, Oh, he hasn't moved for four days. Let's check him for blood clots. But I don't even know if you can do that. You can. So then what the fuck? Let's sue those bastard doctors. (laughs) Let's get Scott Hall back. So they took him off life support and then he like died right before raw. Just depressing. We thought he was going to make it because they took him off and he was still alive for like four hours. Yeah. But it's fucking... I never thought that like he would... I always thought he'd die of an overdose or all the drugs would catch up to him. Did you um see the stuff that Sean Waltman had said? You mean X-Pac? You mean Six? You mean the Lightning Kid? The one two three kid one, two, three kid China's that, uh, boyfriend? Hall uh, relapsed back into alcohol abuse when the I pandemic just saw started. That. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't know that until now. Which and he said so he was sad. down. He said he was down to two hundred and ten pounds. I remember. I was going to ask you for your like favorite Scott Hall memories. I met him like, God, the same year I met Jericho at that fucking event. And they were both really skinny. Like he had just lost so much weight. I like looked at him and I was like, Holy shit, you look amazing. I wish I got in a picture with him then because he was like skinny again. It was fucking crazy. And then I met him like again. DDP and, yoga. A few years later, he put on more weight. Like basically, what he looked like, what he was now, but still much better. But I just watched his documentary from like four years ago. I, did you know that he uh, he killed a guy? Yeah, in the eighties. 
But it was like self-defense. They said it was self-defense. That's what led to all of his shit. I forgot about that. But like he wrestled the gun away from the dude and shot him in the head. I think he made it seem like the gun just like went off, but I'm pretty sure he took the gun and shot the guy in self-defense. But that, yeah, like, that's ruined, what I think. Ruined his entire life. I mean, that would I would be in therapy for the rest of my life. I mean, it's weird though. Like he was gonna kill you, but like in the heat of the moment, you just you just fucking kill him, right? Kill him in self-defense, but. Yeah, but I mean, it's hindsight, gonna, you didn't have to kill him. It's gonna but like you. in the moment, you're just gonna do what you got to do to get that fucking guy off. He's facing Adam Bomb right now. I miss Coliseum home videos. What's your favorite Razor Ramon match? It's got to be. You can't say that one. Well, when One Two Three Kid beats him, because that was the most shocking thing I think I've ever seen Razor Ramon. Like I was not expecting One Two Three Kid to win. Were you? I mean, you just you weren't watching Monday Night Raw that night. I remember it. I was six. You were a hundred percent not watching that. My brother used to watch it, so I would watch it with him. I, I don't believe that at all for a second. Nineteen ninety three Raw, no chance. You've seen that so many times played over and over again. I didn't start watching Raw until later. Really, I started watching. I want to say, I, the first event I went to was in nineteen ninety. I was only four. I just remember Brutus the Barber Beefcake cutting people's hair. I wish I went to those. I didn't go until 93, which was Razor Ramon, Adam Bomb, fucking Giant Gonzalez, Undertaker. Oh, Giant Gonzalez. I saw him. I was on the fucking ramp. I touched one, two, three, kid. It was the first guy I ever touched. I, I don't think Razor had a match that day. The first wrestler I ever met was Crush in 92. Rest in peace. They're all fucking dead. It's terrible. I just liked how, like, all the promos that Razor Ramon would do and all the the vignettes before he debuted. He was like Tony Montana from, from Scarface with his accent and all like Yeah, you, was, you know you know he that's who his character's based on. No, I know, but like he was he like he had the accent like down to it. Yeah, hey, he's fucking his name's Razor. What do you expect? Of course he's gonna talk like that. Have you ever seen Scarface? Skinhead. Vince has no fucking idea what he's talking about. Because he's fucking <laughs> Vince knows nothing. Like, I feel like Vince knows nothing about culture in general. Oh, he definitely doesn't. How do you not even at least know what Scarface is? Like, I, I've only seen that movie once, but I've always known what Scarface was. It's fucking Al Pacino. It's a good movie. Booty Sweat. Michelle Pfeiffer was in it. I don't I don't even... I think I watched that, like, eight years ago or something like that. I enjoyed it, but it wasn't like... Like, I know who Scarface was. Say hello to my little friend. Everyone knows that. How do you not know that, Vince? Like you're an adult. I just He's kind I of an idiot. I'm, I'm baffled at the little the amount of knowledge he doesn't have. Like, I mean, think the best Scott Hall moment though had to be his, his debut in WW. Easily. I don't know. That moment was kind of weird because he just shows up in the middle of a jobber match. Nobody knows what he's fucking doing there. Wasn't it an Alex Wright match? I don't know who he was facing. I think Colonel Robert Parker had one of his guys there. I swear to God, I thought it was Alex but, like, Wright. The match didn't even start yet, and he just walks in. It might have been Bobby Eaton or something like that. And then he just cuts a promo, and everyone's confused. And this is sort of like the beginning of the internet. Oh, I Never forgot. Ever. Okay, it was Steve Dahl wrestling the Mauler, who had the legendary Colonel Robert Parker in his corner. Who's Imagine, Steve Dahl? That's a horrendous match. Imagine if fucking he didn't come out, we had to sit through that match. Like, that's brutal. Steve Dahl. And oh, he was who? in WWF. 
the Mangler? What was his name? He was the Mauler, but Steve Dahl was Stephen Dunn from the tag team Well Done. I wonder what Well was doing. Coke, probably. S- Timothy Well and Stephen Dunn. Wow. Uh, so I have a list of... Oh, he's dead. Yeah, I think they both might be now. Yeah, they're both dead. God damn it. Everybody's dead. God damn it. Did I close this? Now I gotta fucking try and reopen tabs to find spinal stenosis, NHL trade tracker. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, fuck. I gotta find it again. Is Colonel Robert Parker dead? No. I believe he's still alive. Yes, he is uh, 72 now. So let's see. Do you remember so fucking... AEW? Was this the one that I wanted? I'll I'll give you since this is your favorite fucking website, the Sportster. Razor Ramon's top or his best matches. So the list ten to one. So Razor Ramon and Ric Flair versus Mister Perfect and Randy Savage Survivor Series nineteen ninety two. Decent match. Should have been the Ultimate Warrior, but. He's yeah, then they had to turn Kurt Henning face. It was just so weird. Surprised this isn't higher. Bret Hart and Razor Ramon from the Royal Rumble 1993. Really good match. I'm surprised that isn't higher, too. God Hall, Kevin Ash, and Six versus Kevin Green, Ric Flair, and Roddy Piper. Yeah, sorry. Going to go with no. Bob, or- Bob Orton, Dick Murdoch, and Scott Hall versus Antonio Inoki, Ricky Chusu, and some other Japanese guy from 1988. Okay, no. So- was that AWA? No, New Japan. Okay. New Japan Cup. And then the match I just talked about, Razor Ramon versus Rick Martel. Do you know how he got that title shot? This is what I was talking about, the silence, because we can hear your fan, so you have to speak. No, I shook my head no, because I guess you weren't looking. How oh, you have to speak, because I'm, I'm never paying attention to you, so I have to read this. The, there was a, They did a battle royal, and the last two guys fought the next week for a title shot. And I'll never, for some reason, I forget. This is the Quebecers and Rick Martel and fucking Ramon. Fucking good guy. And then he eliminates the two Quebecers, so they get the match. And then the next week, he wins his first of, I believe, four. I don't think he won a fifth. Four Ooh. Intercontinental titles. How did the Intercontinental title become I think it was when Shawn Michaels got suspended for steroids, even though he didn't oh, okay. do steroids. Which I actually believe, Sean, because why would he lie about that? He does fucking other drugs, but he never did steroids. He also never looked jacked at all. So, But steroids don't always make you look jacked, depending on the type of steroids you take. Look how small Sean Michaels was. You would have noticed a little difference. He was and jacked. And he has he no went re- from being a little pudgy guy in the Rockers to getting jacked as fuck. Sean Michaels was literally never jacked, especially in 1994. He never had, like, abs. He never had a flat stomach, really. He was, he was definitely he not jacked. pretty muscular. He was not jacked. Look at any old pictures of Shawn Michaels. It's still a, like a stomach. There's no abs. His his arms were all right. By 96, yeah, but this was 94. He was still sort of gaining a little bit. And then where are we? Number I just did that. Number five, NWO and NWO Sting. I love how they had to throw that in there. Versus it, Arn Anderson. Instantly right there. Instantly right there. When NWO Sting's in the match, it can't be that good. Arn, it's it's fall brawl. Look, they show the picture of the uh, the cage. So... I guess I, I was looking more like his like singles matches or something. Scott Hall, Kevin Nash, and Hulk Hogan versus Le- You're really throwing in Hulk Hogan in there? He technically wasn't in the match. He's the third man. Diesel and Shawn. I have to watch this. Diesel and Shawn Michaels versus Razor Ramon and 1-2-3-Kid from the Action Zone in 1994. I miss when WWF had like 30 different shows. 
Shotgun Saturday Night and Livewire and all that shit. Yeah, apparently this had a this was a great match, and then the obvious two are the second ladder match and then the first ladder match. What him winning World War Three and WCW isn't on there? That match was probably awful. And the, the second ladder match was good, but they told them like right before they went out there that they weren't allowed to use the ladder as a weapon. Like, could you imagine after your first one? And they're just like, yeah, you actually can't do any of that now. Wait, I didn't realize that. Why couldn't they? Some of the, wherever they were, their athletic commission said no. So they had to fucking, I don't even know how they had a match. Wrestle a regular match, basically. And then they used the ladder as like falling off of it and stuff. Or like, they said we couldn't hit you with the ladder, but they didn't say I couldn't push the ladder onto you. And guess like that stuff like that. Yeah, remember the fucking sports store articles you would always fucking read or text Love about? the sports store. They're so fucking bad. Love it. Just that list alone. Like here's one from Bleacher Report. Sold out 99 versus Goldberg. No memory. Didn't watch WCW. SummerSlam 1994 against Diesel. That was pretty good. Uncensored 98 against Sting. That was his title shot. Royal Rumble 1993 against Brett. Yeah, we all know that. That one's good. They also had a good one at King of the Ring, 93. Then the ladder match at SummerSlam. Rick Martell again, yep. Bash at the Beach, yeah. I mean, was that match even that good? I mean, it was. I think it was more Action for the moment than the, than the actual match itself. Than the 1-2-3 kid, even though at the time he was the Lightning Kid. Oh, then and he then, changed his name to the 1-2-3 kid because he got the win. And they kept offering him money every week. I didn't realize like, that. Watch those old Raws. He's like, I'll offer you... Five grand to get into the ring. Then he offers him like seventy five hundred. I'm like, dude, just offer him like fifty grand or some shit. What are you doing? It's like, you know, I got to support my family, but uh, if I I can't get in the ring, if I can't like walk, I can never support him again. So I, I don't accept your challenge. And then I forget how it ended or what he offered him. And then they turned him face eventually. Now all these years better. later, he works better as a face, I think. I'd be such a good like that doesn't make any sense. You look at the Undertaker. Why would you ever turn him face? And it worked incredibly well. He was so over. It's like a fucking dead zombie murderer guy, and he's a good guy. Like what the fuck? Like it makes no sense. Why would you ever think to turn him fucking face? I wonder what the rationale behind turning the Undertaker face was. Got to sell merchandise. Like, did you do you have like by '92 when he turned, Hogan was leaving, but you had like a hundred other guys. You had Bret Hart. Warrior was coming back. I just, yeah, but they knew Warrior was going to get suspended. You still, had, you still had Savage. It's just weird you would turn the Undertaker fucking face, especially against Jake Roberts. All right. So you want to talk about the Yankees and the Red Sox? Because I really I have to. no interest in doing this because we suck. Now we're going to go position by position, and you're going to tell me who you think is better. The Red Sox shouldn't have been good last year, and they still were. So I don't know how we can possibly finish ahead of them. So I think when you kind of go through it, you kind of see how we potentially could. So this is uh, via fan graphs. It's kind of projecting out every starting position, starting rotation, everything. So catcher for us is going to be a platoon between Kyle Hidashioka and whoever they. It's whoever they have. (laughs) Who's their Christian Velasquez still? I said, who's their, I said, who's their Christian? Who's, who's their catcher? Christian? Uh, Christian First Vasquez. base. So catcher, give them the edge. So keep track of this. I give them, uh, I don't know. You're the one who's supposed to fucking do that. God damn it. All right, hold on. So first base, Bobby Dolbeck is their first baseman. We have 
Anthony anti-vax Rizzo. Wasn't Dahlbach decent? He was decent. I, is, that, is that a push? I I would say I would give us the slight edge so because we have to factor in defense too. Rizzo is a much better uh, defender. Yeah, I they're going to put up similar offensive stats. I'm going to say slight Yankees. So like right now, it has FanGraphs says that Dahlbeck is projecting 232 average with 26 homers, and Anthony Rizzo is a 259 average with 26 homers. Shit, if Anthony Rizzo hits 259, there's no way. There's no way he hits twenty. Yeah, if he hits half that many homers, I'll be surprised. Second probably... base, just give it to the Red Sox. It's yeah, yeah. Sox. For continuity, you have to go over it. Uh, Trevor Story or Glaber Torres. I'm you getting arrested. Uh, Scott that? Steiner's outside. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Second. So Trevor Story projects 260, 28 homers. Twenty. I think he's going to hit two sixty. Did have they seen his road splits? I'm starting to think his he's actually might not be that great outside Let's put this of course. They're projecting Glaber Torres at 260 with 23 homers. I would sign up for that every day of the week. I don't think he's going to do it. All right, so Fangraphs is dumb. Third base, Josh Donaldson projects to be 246 with 27 I mean, homers. It, it doesn't matter. He's there's no way he's better than Devers. Rafael Devers 281 with 37. So give them the edge. Shortstop, Xander Bogarts projects 282 with 26 homers. Isaiah Kiner-Falefa projects 273 with eight homers. Yeah, Red Sox again. Yep. This is where I think the Yankees can make some uh, some comeback here. Left field, we project Joey Gallo to bat 207 with 43 home runs. That actually sounds believable. I would take uh, that right now. Red Sox, Alex Verdugo, 288 with 14 homers. Only 14 homers? They really think Joey Gallo's hitting 42 home runs? There's no fucking way. Everyone underperforms. He, he hit 37 last year. Yeah, for us? No. I don't. There's just no way. Everyone always underperforms for us. He'll, he'll be under 40 home runs, but I would say Gallo probably has the edge. Uh, center field. Red Sox have Kiki Hernandez. Uh Pretty terrible. 255 average, 25 homers. Really? He's going to hit 25 homers? Wasn't he amazing in the playoffs? He was, but he's not a 25 homer guy. Jesus. Uh, good old Aaron Hicks. They really project Aaron Hicks as our starting center fielder. Yeah, sadly. And I also mean, probably going to bat third. If he bats third, I swear to God. I, I don't swear deserve, to God. I, I, we don't even deserve to make the play. I, just, I have no interest in baseball anymore. I don't know how you spend all this money for a mediocre team. It's actually going to be the third highest payroll in the team's history, I think. And like they have a lot of talent, but they're and they will, they could probably win ninety games again. But that's just they have no chance of winning a title. None. They're they're a better team than they were last year. They probably will win ninety two to ninety five games. But are they though? They are. I, I where how? So center field, Aaron Hicks projects two twenty eight with nineteen homers. I call that a push. They're both pretty shitty. And then right field, uh, the Red Sox have Jackie Bradley Jr. Well, honestly, it's probably a advantage Red Sox when Judge only plays 60-something games or 80-something games. Even he'll put up better stats in 80-something games than Jackie Bradley Jr. puts up in no, Because out of those games. 80 games, he'll probably be hurt for 30. So the Red Sox starting rotation projects... Nathan Avaldi, Chris Sale. Uh, yeah, Chris Sale's their number one, even if he's hurt. 
Nick Pavetta, Tanner would, Houck, and Michael how Waka Waka Waka. How were they good last year? I don't understand. I guess because they had good offense. They Our need, starting rotation is horrible. Projects Garrett Cole, Jordan Montgomery, Luis Severino, Jamison so Tyone, and Nestor Cortez. I, I guess they're both pretty shitty. The edge goes to the Red Sox because those guys usually stay healthier than we do. But like uh, it's, it's bad. And then bullpen-wise, I give the edge to the Yankees. I don't even know who the Red Sox closer is anymore. They don't have a closer. They have three closers. It's going to be a closer by committee between Matt Barnes, Jake Dykeman, and Garrett Whitlock. Wasn't Barnes good, though? Isn't he pretty he good? He had flashes. He had flashes. But our bullpen's not very good either. And their middle relief is Ryan Brazier, Matt Strom, Hirokazu Sawamura, Darwinson Hernandez, and Austin Davis. Ooh, you want to just see what Alex just sent us? A fucking... They, God they also have the uh, the big maple to uh, come back probably at the end of the season, James Paxton. The Red Sox do? Yeah, they signed him. The fuck? All right, so speaking of suck, QT Marshall tweeted with a picture of Sean Ross Sapp. Hey, yes, I was told to follow you when AEW began, and then I immediately pushed the mute button. Here's a spoiler for you to tweet about. Out of the 400 or so I follow, at least 70% are muted. Interesting. What did Sean Ress? Nothing. What, I was going to say, because I'm blocked oh, by him, so. I can't see it. I, let, let, me, let me log into the other Twitter. <laughs> Fucking goddamn it. That, uh, the, this that rant Twitter has helped me see blocked shit that you morons send me continuously. Like, for the <laughs> 50th time, Taz blocked me. Don't send me his shit. Sean Ross Sapp. Sean Ross Sapp. He QT Marshall follows you. And that's what QT that's a, a rare W for QT Marshall. I'm gonna That's probably the only gonna, W he's ever gonna get. I'm gonna go out there and say it because QT is fucking horrendous at like everything except sucking. But that's hilarious. I wonder if he responded. Somebody said now he's going to constantly bitch about you muting him. Sean Ross Sapp goes, You would definitely know about what the fuck? Constance, have a nice day. P.S. I reported that Jeff Hardy was immediately signing with AEW days before this. Sean Ross Sapp is a little fucking bitch. Like, he is. Fucking, I almost said something bad. But, like, if he died tomorrow, you would not see me shed a fucking tear. Like, I do not give a shit. The guy, like, when we, oh, I just saw Shawn Michaels' ass at WrestleMania 10. I had this, I had great uh, seats for that. I'm pretty sure I was right, the last row of MSG across from the ramp. So I remember seeing his ass on the big Jumbotron. So that was nice. He just did that spot. But fucking Sean Ross Sapp, it was like less people were like, yeah, that guy sucks when I had that whole fucking back and forth with him. Now everyone's coming out going, what a little bitch he is. He's such a fucking tool. You were on, uh, you were ahead of the game with that. Like fucking, he's, who tweets a response like six weeks later? And, it's, and then I love my favorite thing is the people who just like, ooh, let me uh, support this guy because he's kind of sort of famous and it'll look cool if I think yep. I'm on his side. Like, oh, yeah, Sean, that guy's a moron. You're right. Like, fuck you, dude. But everyone seems to see that fucking Sean Ross Sapp is a little bitch. Everyone's tweeting like, oh, yeah, he blocked me. So I'm sure he's blocked so many people, but he can't handle an ounce of criticism. He's no better than fucking Sean, um, Meltzer or those fucking idiots. No, definitely not. Fuck that dude. Sean Ross Sapp, little mini rant. 
Hope you There's get fucking a... punched in the face by a fucking. He's got person. a very punchable face. I yeah, he say. looks like a fucking moron, and he's got a stupid three names. Like, go fuck yourself, dude. There's one your position that we did not go over yet. DH. JD Martinez versus Giancarlo Stanton. I give the edge to Giancarlo Stanton. Stanton's going to play the field more often, I think. Then you DH the, is going to be really irritating. Just say you give the edge to Stanton. Yeah. JD Martinez is a better hitter. Uh, Fangraphs projections have Stanton having a better season. Yeah. Okay. When was the last time Stanton hit anywhere near his projections? They project Stanton hit 36 homers. I'd, yeah, I'm, I'd take JD Martinez in a heartbeat over fucking Stanton. The guy never stays healthy. Neither does JD Martinez. He's had a better last four years than Stanton has, I bet. Okay, Stanton's been hurt. JD Martinez was not that good last year. But you just said JD Martinez gets hurt, and then your answer that it was this fucking Stanton's been hurt? Yeah, that's the whole point. I think back. JD Martinez Stan- apparently has been playing hurt because he hasn't missed a ton of games, but he wasn't that good last year. He was wow. really bad in 2020. I mean, that doesn't count. I don't give... Luke Voigt led the league in home runs, so... And now look where he is. 2020, doesn't really, 2020 doesn't really mean that much. But I I would say Martinez probably is a better year. So I'd say the slight advantage to the Red Sox overall, but... Because I think it's 5-4 when you go like position by position, everything. <sighs> they just seem like they're going to be a better team. We're still... <laughs> That's if, it's a it's a argument of who's going to finish in third. If they had a Toronto and Tampa, one two. We'll see how Toronto does with their pitching. So if they're just going to do what the Red Sox did last year, they can just win based on offense. Doesn't even matter. They have good pitching now. Yeah, they're still well, trying to have, get people. We have to see if they're any good. It's not like they just signed like six Cy Young Award winners. But, but they we'll did have, sign three new starters. Yeah, I mean, like if we traded for fucking. Sean Mania, that doesn't mean we're fucking good because they're all right. But like, it's not like the Red Sox fucking or the who are the the Blue Jays traded for fucking Corbin Burns or some shit like that. They got got Kevin Gaussman, baby. They upgraded, but we'll have to see if they're any good. Their offense alone is better than everyone else in the division. Oh, yeah. They're off. They don't finish offense in the American League easily. Tampa needs to like slow down one of these years. They it makes no sense that they can keep winning with zero offense. I wish we could actually have the type of development of players that they have out of nowhere. Like they have, they have no choice but to do that, and it, it works. Seems like it works every fucking time. So if the I'm pretty, I think the Yankees are going to finish fourth. Like honestly, and then they'll probably get that one of those wild card spots and do absolutely nothing, just enough to where we hey we made the playoffs, but we're not good enough to win a championship. But I think that they're just not good. I think that needs to be good. the Yankees' new mindset: is be good enough to make the playoffs. That's that's a terrible mindset for the. But Yankees. the whole championship or bust mindset doesn't work. I mean, been, that's it's that's, been bust more than anything. That's, in the last that's your years. mindset. That's the fans' mindset. Just, yeah, and the Yankees are doing what the Yankees are putting together a team that they know can make the playoffs, and in their minds, the playoffs is a crapshoot. That's what they always say. Except this team's not even that good. It's just if this was a regular playoffs like normal, we'd have no shot. Literally none. Absolutely not zero. And they know that, and that's why they probably aren't doing the things like that. Try and remind me about the ticker, for fuck's sake. Yankees-Red Sox debate. R.I.P. Scott Hall. <laughs> yeah, but you like you spend all this money, and you're still not a, like anywhere close to being a top five to contend. 
but like, the top five team doesn't usually win the World Series. I think that's not actually accurate recently. I think the really good teams have won. Like the Dodgers have released. At least they're competitive and they can get out of the first round. When was the last time we made it to the ALCS? 2019. Like, we're fucking pathetic. 2019. It was two years ago. We've made it to the ALCS for two of the last five years. Two of the last four years. We didn't have a realistic chance to win it the last couple Two of the last five years. 2017, we had a chance. 2019, we had no chance. But also, think about the last few winners of the World Series. The Braves came out of nowhere to win. The Nationals came out of nowhere to win. Nationals were good, though. They came out of nowhere. I don't think that's that's true. The Braves did because they fucking gave they lost their best player and then they actually everyone thought they were dumb for trying to add pieces and they actually went on a good run. But the Dodgers won in 2020. The Dodgers the Red should Sox win again in this 2018. Year. The Dodgers should win again this year. The Dodgers don't. It's an epic fail. I feel like it's going to be the Dodgers and the Mets. Like who else is even good in the NL? Braves. I don't. I don't know why. I, 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 I don't think they're going to be as good as the Mets. I think the Mets are going to win the div- the division. But the Braves are getting back Acuna, and they're getting back their best pitcher who got hurt last year. So, I mean, they're getting some reinforcements that they didn't have. They got Matt Olson, but they lost Freddie Freeman. So that's kind of a This a year wash. it's probably a downgrade, but overall it's probably an upgrade since he's older. But, like, the, what were the Braves a couple years ago? Did they lose in the first round? Yeah. I, I I don't think they're going to. The Mets have too good of a fucking rotation. And the Phillies' but, offense is going to be great, but they're going to have 17 errors a game because their defense is awful. And do they even have a good pitcher? Is, is Aaron Nola even good anymore? They have Aaron Nola. Yeah, but is he good anymore? Uh, I forgot who it was. MLB Network did the top 10 starting pitchers in baseball, and a Philadelphia Philly made the top 10. In all of baseball? Yep, and it was not Aaron Nola. Well, it's definitely not like Zach Eflin. Who it the, wasn't who, Zach Wheeler. Who did they fucking sign then? Cy they didn't Young? sign anybody. It's fucking Ranger Suarez. They had as one of the top 10 pitchers in baseball. Who? Exactly. The guy pitched like no, they, 18 games last year. This is projected to be a top 10 starter? They said top 10 starting pitchers right now, and they had Ranger Suarez at number 10. They had Garrett Cole, I think, at number 5. How is... No, that's just no. Who did that? Who's the top 10 then? I have to, I'm trying to find it now because there's no way you can have somebody that nobody's ever fucking heard of. The Phillies rotation is projected to be Zach Wheeler, Aaron Nola, Ranger Suarez, Kyle Gibson, and Zach Eflin. I'm surprised you knew Zach Eflin was a fin. I'm actually just a fantasy. He's fucking useless. Yeah. So the top 10 pitcher in baseball is not even top two in his own rotation. So top Who 10 starting this pitchers. article. It's not our, it was on MLB network. Bill James. Bill James is top 10 starting. Oh, so pitchers. it's just some random fucking moron. So number 10, Ranger Suarez. Is that what Bull James is doing after NXT? <laughs> fucking making baseball lists. Number nine, Zach Wheeler. So this motherfucker says 20% of the best pitchers in baseball are on the Phillies. So this is automatically just non-existent. This is, this is stupid. Number eight, Julio Urias from the Dodgers. I can see that. Like, that's no fine. issue there. Number yeah. seven, Garrett Cole. Kind of low. That's weird. Number six, Robbie Ray. I mean, not Robbie Ray. Robbie Ray's not. Yeah, that's that's odd. 
Number five, Jacob Degrom. I'm sorry if he's healthy. Are you what, are you taking into account that he's always hurt? Like what the fuck? Right, he have to be right. Number four, Walker Bueller. Yeah, Jacob Degrom is not. Uh, Jacob Degrom is one. So, number three, Max Fried. I think Max Fried is a top ten pitcher. He's not better than Bueller, Degrom, or Cole. Max Fried is not number three. Based exactly. off of last year, how was he even in the top ten? What is he? What is this based on? Good question. Number two, Corbin Burns, no issue. Number I mean, one, Max he, Scherzer. At least he just won the Cy Young. Is that was that a was that outside of my window, or I just heard a fucking geese? That was your window, I think, because I did not hear. Hold that. on, Max Freed. wasn't he hurt? He went fourteen and seven last year with a three point oh four ERA. That's not terrible. How was that top five? He didn't even finish top anything in the Cy Young. He didn't finish top anything. Like he uh, wasn't. Who, no, do you have a picture. He won of, a gold glove though. Do you have a picture of? I have to look up Bill James. Didn't MLB he write Network? like the? Didn't Bill James? He's like one of those oh, he looks old like a moron. idiots. He looks like an idiot. Oh, he's a, he's the fucking statistician guy that like created war. Which war? No, I'm sorry. He created sabermetrics. He's the idiot that created sabermetrics. Oh, fucking d bag. <laughs> Can you find a better list of top ten pitchers? What what's his top ten position players? Fucking Xander Bogarts number two. Like, fucking. I bet you he's really high on Isaiah kind of for life. I bet. I fucking. God, that fucking. You want to talk about that trade? How it fucking came out of nowhere. Oh. Why Isaiah kind of for life? Yeah. I told you that was a guy I wanted all along. I wasn't expecting to get him after he got traded to the Twins 24 hours before that. Yeah, I forgot that he was traded to the Twins. He was just traded to the Twins. Wasn't even a Twin for 24 hours. I didn't, because I, I like was not paying attention. I didn't realize he was coming from the Twins. Because I was like, maybe I missed something where three years ago he signed with the Twins. Because I always thought he was on the Rangers. And I mean, I'm, I don't hate trading Gio Urshawa. It sucked, though, because everyone loves him. Gary, but I was he, ready to move on from. Yeah, Gary, I've been ready to move on since, I think, 2018. So, I mean, I was the leader of the get the hell out of my face, Gary Sanchez club. But Gio hasn't been good for a couple of years. He's been hurt. I mean, injuries, obviously, but maybe the Yankees just thought they're getting a better defender in Donaldson and a better player in Donaldson if he's healthy. Are they getting a better defender, though? They're probably yeah. getting a better hitter. I don't think there, he's, Apparently, he's... the metrics of Gio Urshela going to his left towards the shortstop position He's really bad at Josh Donaldson gets hurt every other year. Yeah, but if he's healthy and they're banking on him being healthy, if he's healthy, he's an MVP. You can never bank on anybody on this team being healthy. Oh, yeah. I mean, he could be the See. perfect modicum of, of health, and then he gets to the Yankees and he's in a terrible Josh Donaldson. Let's see. 2018, 36 games. 2018, 16 games. 2019, 155. 2020, 28. 2021, 135. So he's due this year for about 46 games, I would say. If he plays 135 games, I take that as a win. Uh, he would have well, that last year he hit 247. I'm fine. That's what the game is now. 26 homers, 72 RBIs. That's more than Gio would hit on his best year, probably. But if he's anything like 2019 on the Braves, he had 259 with 37 and uh, 94 with 100 walks. That's what we need. He, he also, if you notice, healthy. if you look I at his 2021 stats, his he cut down on his strikeouts a lot. He struck out 
Yeah, from 2019 he did. But his average also went down, which is fucking weird. Yeah. I think if strikeouts would go down, his average would go up. And his double plays went up, though, too. So he's going to fit in with the Yankees really well hitting his double plays every other day. Strikeout is surprisingly – well, not surprisingly, but a strikeout is better than a double play. So let's not do that because we already have enough of those fucking guys. I mean, I think if you get um, anywhere in between 2021 Donaldson and 2019 Donaldson, I think they, that's a victory for the Yankees. But at least the injuries that he's had haven't been major injuries. It's he effing pulls his calf, and then that becomes like a six-month thing because the calf muscle is like the worst muscle to pull other than your oblique. So would you consider that a major injury? I would consider a major injury. It's an injury of inconvenience because it's like the last place you want to pull. It's a minor injury with major inconvenience, with major that, consequences. It's not actually, like he tore his ACL, but like if you're missing half the season – I'd almost rather you, the guy just get a major injury. There's nothing worse than fucking are, pulling your oblique and missing nine fucking weeks. Which the the catcher that we traded for from the Twins, they knew he had a pulled oblique when we traded for him. The Yankees were fine with it. But why was he playing? He did, did it he, during the like first couple of days of spring training. Well, why wasn't he resting? What was he doing? He has a pulled oblique. Why was he fucking doing anything? I don't understand. Explain to me that logic. Hey, we know you're hurt, but you get a few throws in. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Now he's hurt, and he's probably going to miss opening day. What's his name? Ben Rovert? Ben Rortvet. Rortvet. That's an awful name. Or as I said when I couldn't remember his name, was it Ben Rorschach? Ben Rembrandt. Isaiah, pause, Kiner, Falefa. Thanks, Michael. Just call him Isaiah. The infamous IKF. For those of you watching on YouTube right now, our banner says Aaron Judge isn't vaccinated, so fuck him. We assume Aaron Judge isn't vaccinated because he will not speak on it. He's not vaccinated. We all know he's not. Anybody who says, uh, I don't want to talk about it, is not vaccinated. No person who got the vaccine is like, yeah, I don't want to talk about it. When it you say the, that's between me and my doctors, that's the red yeah. flag of did not get a vaccine. But he's um fucking, what pisses me off, my, oh, we'll just, well, you know, we'll cross that bridge uh, when we get there. It's like three weeks away, fucking dickbag. We're crossing it, Aaron. We're cro- like, we're halfway across the bridge now. I, I just, he gets on, like, I just, he's such a nice guy, but like this stupid vaccine shit and like his non-committal answers just makes me want to punch his stupid gap tooth. And I make him say, Make him like, have a gap tooth again. Like not- his face just pisses me off now. Not getting the vaccine, definitely it's it's his choice, but it's hurting the team. But, he's but also idiot. at the same time, the stupid mandates that are still in place are ridiculous. But the mandate makes no sense when like you can go to the game and unvaccinated, but you can't be an employee working the game. So that's that's yes, that's dumb. But like even if there were no rules, you're fucking you have a greater risk of bringing the fucking virus to the team and spreading it. Even if you're vaccinated and you're not going to die from it, you're not going to be able to play. But also, if you're vaccinated and get it, you're missing less time than if you're unvaccinated. If you're unvaccinated, you're banged for 10 days, no matter what. If you're vaccinated and you just test negative after a couple times, you're back in like three or four days. That's That's a huge change. That's a huge difference. But like you're more likely to get it and then bring it back. And it's not like, oh, we're vaccinated. You can play through it. You're not going to be allowed to play if you have it. So like he's the reason we had it a fucking outbreak last year. Yep. Because he's a fucking moron. If you're not vaccinated stay the fuck inside and wear a mask don't go partying you dipshit and, and that's why i really really feel like anthony rizzo had to have either gotten a medical exemption or gotten the vaccine because with this mandate in place why the fuck would we have signed him otherwise unless they really think that the mayor is going to change his mind which he isn't 
I don't think he's anytime soon. Numbers are starting to go back up too. You can't just bank. I mean, I guess it's both ways. You can't not sign somebody because of a law that isn't permanent, but you can't sign somebody if they can't play. But also at the same time, let's say, let's say Adams gets rid of the mandate somehow, some way, and they're allowed to play. But he says, you know, it's conditional of, you know, if numbers start to go bad again, it's going to go, it could get put back into place. Two days after they take it away. No, if it's going to get put back in place, it's going to be around fall when the fucking playoffs are. Playing a home I, game. I can't, can't imagine play. being that stupid. Video for some reason keeps going in and out. But like, just fucking be a leader and get the fucking vaccine so you don't have to worry about this shit. Exactly. I, w- I, I wonder totally what agree. his reasoning for not... Because Kyrie is a fucking idiot, but at least he's not actually like against vaccines. He's just being a spiteful moron saying, you're not going to tell me what to do. So I'm not going to do something that I know will benefit me. It's like a child. You can't tell me what to do. So I'm not going to do it. Like he is a child. Like, I don't know if that's better or worse. Like, at least he's not saying vaccines don't work. I think it's more frustrating because his, his, he's doing it based on his principles of, you can't tell me to do something that I'm not prepared to do. I mean, and it's, I don't know if it's not prepared to do, because you think by now he'd be prepared to do it. But I don't think he's prepared to do it. He just doesn't want to do it because they're making him. But also, I think it's kind of bullshit that he could buy a ticket and sit in the crowd. And it's that's, cool. that's what doesn't make any sense. If it was just like everyone has to be vaccinated to be in the building, I, I would prefer that. Yeah. Because that's what it should be. Yeah. If you're not going to have that, then why do you? I don't, what's the logic behind employers? So is it? It's not just athletes. It's like anybody who works for a private like yeah. uh, company has to be vaccinated to work in New York. And that's why I think it was like 1,400 employees got terminated because they wouldn't get the vaccine. But if now, I'm a customer of said company, I can walk in unvaccinated. That's what just you make can it, walk you in unvaccinated, unmasked, coughing on everybody. Just make it so you have to be vaccinated to be inside and work here, period, or nothing. It doesn't make sense to do halfway. Although and now maybe, the issue maybe, is, maybe so it, I mean, if, no, it really doesn't. If he gets rid of the mandate, what about those 1,400 people that lost their jobs? That's the whole issue. They can't get their jobs back because you already replaced them. Did they already get replaced? Were, yeah. were they state workers or was it like private? I'm not sure if it was state, federal. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. But it was, I think the number that I said was like 1,400 workers lost their job because they wouldn't get the vaccine. Now, if I'm you roll back these mandates. In all of New York City? Yeah. That was it? That's pretty low. I thought it would be way higher than that. I thought it'd be like 14,000 people got fired because they were stupid jackbucks. I think it was 1,400. I could be misremembering that, but I thought it was around 1,400. I thought that's the number that they always quote. It's also a different issue. Like, I have coworkers who aren't vaccinated, like, whatever. But you're on a fucking team that travels the country. You're putting your fucking team season it. You're not, it's not just about yourself, asshole. Going through airports, just like all that stuff. Get the fucking vaccine, you fucking doofus. Why would anybody ever give you any money? I wouldn't. I honestly, at this point, I don't give a shit. If we traded him and got a good haul for it, I don't care. I'm if we worried. resigned him, that's fine too. But like, I don't. I'm not attached to him anymore. I don't. If give a we shit. resign him, I mean, he's 30, going on 31. He doesn't deserve anywhere near like 300 million. He's, at most, what did Trevor Story get? Six for 140. Yeah. At most, what? At most 200. Even, honestly, I wouldn't give him more than five that. years. Anything more than five years, it's a mistake. And even then, I'm kind of hesitant. Five years, 150. I wonder if anybody else would. There'd be a team. I mean, when he's healthy, he's fucking absolute beast. He's really healthy. 
Oh, it just fucking, it just makes me so angry. You're a fucking leader. You're supposed to be the Derek Jeter. Yeah, I, I bet Derek Jeter seems like the kind of guy I probably would have fucking said the same stupid answer. Yeah, he would have. But he would have actually gotten the vaccine but, and been playing. Though. But he actually seems like the guy who would get vaccinated and also not talk about yep. it. Like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna answer you. Hundred percent. I'm just here to focus on the games. I'm just here to you know support the team. I wonder if Jeter is vaccinated. Let me look. I bet you he is. I just, I, I'm just fucking good. Marlon CEO Jeter is optimistic. I have no idea. It's not gonna. Well, don't worry. Uh, New York City Mayor Eric Adams said he's not any closer to lifting the vaccine mandate in the city. Yeah, he said he's gonna. He's not gonna be swayed. He's gonna listen to like the science and the Which facts. I appreciate that. I don't want him to roll it back just because of that. He should roll it back because it's a dumb fucking mandate. I feel like he should just do it. It doesn't really make any sense. But politically, so, he's gonna be hurt from it. So, like, does this include like McDonald's in New York City? Like, if you're working in a McDonald's, you have to be uh, vaccinated? It's, pri- it's private sector. I'm not sure if McDonald's qualifies as private, private sector. Private sector. It's, I guess that's not the same as a private business. Yeah. It's just fucking weird. It, it doesn't make sense, but his issue is all those people that lost their jobs. But at the same time, it's de Blasio's fault. Adams didn't put this fucking rule in. I'm surprised he didn't just take it out right away. <sighs> It sucks. I'm not a not a huge Aaron Judge guy anymore. We'll cross our bridge when we get there. Yeah. So when we don't see you on opening day, we know you're not fucking vaccinated. You dipshit. He'll come up. He'll he'll get injured four days before. But like he's got a little sore hamstring. It's alright. What also is annoying is fucking what's his face? Don Lagreca said this. Just stop being such a pussy about it, dude. You're you're not vaccinated. and You're afraid to say that because of the backlash. Just own it, asshole. I'd have yeah, a little like, bit more respect for you if you just came out and said I'm not getting vaccinated because whatever reason. Don't fucking like, hide. Um, What's his name? Chris Sale on the Red Sox said, "Not vaccinated, still don't plan on getting it." I appreciate that. He's a still an asshole. But yeah, he's I, an asshole, but I, least, I appreciate the honesty. At least he just fucking came out and said it. I wonder why he's not getting because fucking probably help with your fucking uh, your arm injury or whatever. Asshole well, I think shoulder. He, he's got to be afraid of needles because his arms are so thin. Like the needles gonna literally go through the arm, right? Like the dude's rail thin. Yet still somehow throws like a hundred. Doesn't make any sense. Yeah, whatsoever. I don't understand how his arm just doesn't snap in half. I just I'm over Aaron Judge. I don't give a shit anymore. I don't even care about rid of Aaron Judge train for a while. So you're an idiot, though. He's never healthy. Why pay him that much and commit to him when he's never healthy? I'm fine with not wanting to give him like three hundred million dollars. But like two years ago, when he's like amazing, you're like, hey, get rid of him. He's not worth the money. So you're a fucking overdramatic. He hasn't been amazing for five years. That's not true. When he's healthy, he's still really good. That's the whole that's the problem. If he can just fucking stay healthy, Last which I don't think he'll ever he be able to do it. Healthy in four years. How many games has he missed the last four years? Because there was a couple where he missed a lot, and then a few. So he where... played 148 games last year, so he was healthy last year. That's yeah. In 2020, he played 28 out of 60 games, so he missed yeah, half the that's... season. In 2019, he played 102 out of 162, so he missed a third of the season. Bad, but not as bad. But 2018, still bad. he played 112 games out of 162, missed basically almost a third of the season. 2017, he played 155 games, was amazing. And I remember 2016 really when he was game. a, you know, when he first came up, he pulled his oblique and missed the rest of the season after 27 games. That's a that's a fucking freak injury. But he gets fucking the, what was the one where he like dove for that ball and hurt his ribs? Fractured rib. Like fuck, just let the ball drop. I guess more important, yeah. but uh, he doesn't give a shit about the team, or else he'd be vaccinated. But also I wonder, I wonder what about the Mets? How many people on the Mets aren't vaccinated? They're the same um, fucking issue. 
Well, the Mets had a bigger issue because the Yankees last year hit that threshold where like 85% yeah, you can of the take team. Your mask off. The Mets didn't even get 50%. So I wonder what they're doing right now. Because probably you imagine if Scherzer and DeGrom aren't fucking vaccinated. How I bet your Scherzer is. I could see DeGrom not. I could see that. I wish there was a fucking, there should be like a registry. It's just, it's a fucking, we're paying to see these people. Yeah. Although I'm not going to a fucking game. I would go, I'll go to a Mets game. I won't go to a Yankee game. I won't spend money on either of them. It's fucking hot out. I don't want to go to a fucking game. I just prefer like the food options and the stuff. And even just the ease of getting there is easier to get to City Field than it is Yankee Stadium. Like parking and all that. But most people who are actually fans of baseball would, you know, go see their own team. Yeah. So I'm going to go to the Hudson Valley Renegades a lot, though. Let me get your uh, your Yankees fan card in. So you're more of a fan of the fucking Renegades. At least they're fucking competing for a championship. Hey, if Jason Dominguez is there, you're going to be there with me. I do want to see him play. If he doesn't pan out, we're kind of fucked. Him if and Anthony Volpe doesn't pan out. I'm calling him Volpe. Who's the other shortstop? Peraza? Oswaldo Peraza. Oswald, Oswaldo Peraza. Why do you need two fucking top-level shortstop prospects? Fucking Dude. trade one and get some pitching. Dude, we also have Trey Sweeney, who's one of our yeah. top 10 prospects, also yeah. a shortstop. Trade. Why do you fucking stockpile the same position? Man, if only we took Eloy Jimenez. Fuck. I know. He would, oh, it's the one that got away. God damn it. Although at the time, I think Glaber was a higher prospect. He was. And we, we needed a shortstop. Fucking hindsight. If we could go back in time. It's amazing how bad he got at shortstop. Not even that. He's just not a good hitter anymore. Well, he became a first-time father. His wife gave birth last night. Last named his night? Son, yeah, named, he was, she was in labor for 24 hours, they said. I believe he named his son Ethan. That is a very American name. Ethan Torres, I believe, is, is the... I'm not sure of the middle name. It's probably uh, something... I was going to say he named his kid something with a K because he strikes out a lot. <laughs> I don't even know if that's true. Does he, It feels like he strikes out a lot. That in double plays. His name labor? should be like Diego... Peralta Torres, double DP Torres, <laughs> fucking dick fuck. He struck That's, out. I think we're changing the name of this podcast, the Dick Fuck Podcast. <laughs> he only struck out 104 times last year. Really? Yeah. That's and only grounded into 12 double plays. He just was soft. 12, he was Mr. Wait, soft is, contact. 12 feels like a lot, though. Yeah, 12 in like, 127 games. What's the like MLB? Is there a way to track the leaders in double plays? Because I feel like 20 would be like the absolute high. So 12 feels like a lot. Because that's like the Yankees' Achilles heel. They always grounded in fucking double plays. And they never move runners up. And they never get the runners in from third. They never get a runner in with an out. It's like the small things we don't fucking do. Well, I think that's one of the reasons why they kind of made the moves they did. They got more athletic. So they're kind of hoping those things don't happen. Like, I don't know if you watched the uh, any of the spring training games that have been a on A little yet. bit. A little bit of the Severino one where he got fucking rocked. Well, the other day we stole, we did did a double steal, stole second, stole home. That's the kind of stuff the Yankees are going to have to do to manufacture runs. Yeah, the, the moves they did were like slight upgrades here, slight upgrade there, but nothing like Trevor Story, where it's like, yeah, yeah. But hopefully his road splits are correct and he's fucking garbage. We could only hope, but I mean, I think he's going to be. I think They'll he's probably be good. I just don't think he's going to be as good because his home and road splits are actually kind of insane. But uh, is there a way to track the double play leaders from the league? Can you I'm actually trying to. Before we get into either 
the WrestleMania debate, or I have found a bunch of random fucking lists. So we're we're, we're going to wrap up soon. The list that I found doesn't seem accurate because I know Josh Valentin grounded into more double plays than what's on here. So the list that I'm looking at maxes out at 13, and I know it's much higher than that. Donaldson grounded into 22 last year. Seems like the high grounded to double play glossary. Are you on MLB.com? I was not. Oh, it's just telling me what double play is. In a call, twin killing, turn two. Thanks, MLB.com. GIDP typically occurs on a ground ball that is hit hard and direct at a fielder. Fucking Christ. All right, I found it. Guess who led the league last year in uh, double plays? Josh Donaldson? He was tied for second with Giancarlo Stanton. So I was right. Twenty. What's what's the high? 25? 22 is what Donaldson and Stanton had. 28 was the leader. Jesus. That's close to 30. Good math there, huh? <laughs> it's a little less than who 40. Was, who grounded into a lot of double plays? Joey Gallo? No. Uh, let's put it this way. Tied for 10th were three Yankees. Of course. That's not Judge right. LeMayhew and Urshela. It's no surprise. Who led the league? Jose Abreu had 28, led the American League. That seems accurate. So, like, on a high end, close to 30 is a, a fuck ton. So 20 is, yeah, so we suck. The National League leaders, uh, one and two, were Juan Soto and Josh Bell at 23 and 22, respectively. I'd still take 23 with fucking Juan Soto. Juan I'm Soto grounded into that many lot. double plays, yet he hit over 300, I think. And he had like 40,000 home runs and 10 million RBIs. I don't understand how he can hit into that many and be that good still. I mean, he's still... He hasn't hits. resigned, right? They offered him like $300 million and he said no. Yep. I think we talked about that. He hit 313 with 29 home runs and 95 RBIs. Only 29? Damn, he's only going to get fucking better. God. And he's only 22. Why don't we draft like this? Why don't we ever draft anyone good? That is some Fuck. bullshit. Why can't we draft somebody like Judge is good, but like he's old. Can't we draft a kid who's 20 and then he comes into the league and plays fucking every day immediately? That's what we're hoping for Dominguez. That's true. He is only like 17 or 18 now. But he I probably he won't develop. 19? He probably won't develop for another six years. Ugh. Yeah. I don't think I have the energy in me to fucking debate about WrestleMania. I think already, we, push that to, we should push that to so next angry. week, the week of WrestleMania. Oh, God. Yeah, all right. We'll do that next week, whether you like one night of WrestleMania or two nights. Anthony we, Volpe, I will say, is only 20. That's crazy. How old He's is He's never Peraza? played above double A, though. What about fucking Oswald that ends Wald? I should remove this fucking anti-judge. The Oswald Peraza is 21. So maybe, and it's not like Montas or whatever his name, how you say that, and Manaya are even like amazing. They're upgrades, but they're not like fucking Cy Young winners. But they'd be like our number two, number three starters behind our ace. Well, yeah, they're upgrades, but they're not like you're bringing in a fucking legit 20-game winner or something like that. But when you have nobody, it's better than nothing. I mean, in Manaya, the Montas is probably the preferred guy over Manaya. I would take them both since we have nothing. Manaya is 30 and is a free agent after this season. So he'll command less. Frankie Montas is 29, so but he's under team control for like three more years, I think. I thought it was 
It's like this year and next year, I think. Yeah, it's this year and next year free agent in 2024. And Manaya is a free agent after this coming season. I wonder what they are, they're asking for and why they haven't been traded yet. The I A's think they're are asking they, for the, the A's are, The A's are a fucking joke. Their owner's a billionaire and they just fucking sell off their team every five years. Like they were good a couple years ago, like really good. And they just they just fucking get rid of guys. It's unbelievable. You know what I don't understand? Why even own a team? You know, yeah, if you're not going to spend like, the money on it's it. It's like Steve Cohen saying, I'm not going to spend the money on the Mets. You make $10 billion a year from your hedge fund. What the fuck are you doing, dude? You don't. It's like you really need to make that extra money from the fucking baseball team. You won't even notice. Well, the thing that kind of is insane to me, the Baltimore Orioles, their payroll is projected to be $30 million. That's pathetic. That's pathetic. I'm surprised that they have not traded Cedric Mullins, Trey Mancini, John Means. I'm well, surprised guess, they haven't well, John Means that. sucks now because of the spider tag. But, like, you think maybe they'll build with those guys? After a couple of years, but why would they want to stay there? Exactly, but the second that Cedric Mullins hits free agency, he's not re-signing in Baltimore. I mean, they did give Chris Davis like Chris Davis is the highest-paid player on the team, and he retired. Yeah, he's fucking. That's that's got to be. One and of they them. owe him a shit ton of money through twenty thirty-seven. I mean, I get why he got that contract. Like he deserved it after that year, but like he just fell off the face of the fucking earth. It's insane. Cedric Mullins is a free agent in 2026 when he's 30. Oh, poor guy. One. When he's 31. He's only 27 now. You could literally... They would never trade him to the Yankees in division, but if you traded Cedric Mullins, you're getting a huge package. Center fielder, under team control. We forgot to talk about all the NFL moves. Oh, my God. Well, maybe so next many... week Baker Mayfield will be someone yeah, we can add so him to we'll, the list. Well, a lot of NFL news happened yesterday and, like, this past week. We'll just save that all for, for fucking next week. Because hopefully, like, the, the two dominoes left to fall are Jimmy Garoppolo and Baker Mayfield. Hopefully there's some clarity around them. So, uh, the WrestleMania debate and then NFL moves next week. So I think that's good. Uh, mania. All right. Yeah, so uh, we have to do our unusual death. Hopefully what we do you can got find one that's before not get on this fucking, day. Not a fucking kid this time. What year was Scott Hall born? Was wasn't that what 54? 64? I don't think it was the 50s. Uh 54 seems too early. Uh, Scott Hall 1958. So let's see if we have anything in 1958. Shit, I was close. Is he the unusual death? Uh it's 19 Wait, I said 1958, right? Yeah, there's actually one from 1958. Here we go. All right. Gareth Jones. He has his own Wikipedia page, so that's good. Gareth Jones, an actor, uh, died of a heart attack between scenes of a live television play underground on the ITV network in the UK. Other members of the cast improvised lines such as, I'm sure if so-and-so were here today, he would, to compensate for his absence. Coincidentally, his character was supposed to die of a heart attack in a later scene of the play. What? Wow, that's insane. That's, that's a so, shitty luck. Oh my god, I don't really understand this line. Like during when he had a heart attack, they improvised. Oh, if Gareth Jones were here, he would say this. Ha ha ha! He's dead though. <laughs> like that's fucked up. That's. Oh, I'm sure if he was here, he would have had a heart attack right here. So they'll. There's not too much to. That seems pretty straightforward. So you don't have that much to research, but. Maybe you could tell us about whatever stupid ass fucking nineteen fifties play that was. But uh, yeah, I'm really curious about that. Scott Hall was born in October of fifty eight, and he this guy died in November of fifty eight. So uh, there you go, Gareth Jones. 
his biography. Jones was born in Lampister, Wales. That's it. Nothing else. They actually are. Uh, you can actually add to the section if you want to. It says the section needs expansion. You can help add to it. So maybe you can. Do, maybe you can do some research on him and add to the Wikipedia page. Poor son of a bitch has been dead for fifty-four years, sixty-four years, and and nobody no one gives a shit. Nobody helps his fucking Wikipedia page. All right, I changed the banner to on this day. All right. Do we see clearly though? I mean, he changed his theme music. Do we need to change the on this day to something else? Oh, fuck. I forgot about that goddamn edge. Just to. Lo- I wonder if he wins. I hope he loses. Fuck Edge. He's got to lose, right? Seems like, but like you change his whole persona just for him to fucking lose. And what does he go back to being? A f- I'm sorry, guys. I went to a really dark place. I'm back though. We can get heel Edge feuding with uh, face Cody for the title. That's true. So he probably does win. All right. We'll t- so what happened see, yeah. on October? What October? Fucking March twenty second. So uh, on this day in 1957, uh, all shook up. The single by Elvis Presley was released, which he probably stole. There's a <laughs> on whole this day like, in, rabbit in, hole of songs that Elvis stole. And I, I have to. I was going down a few days ago. You're gonna have to probably do some stuff on going that next week. I I'm pretty sure. This. I'm pretty sure. Sure, Elvis stole a lot of stuff. So I did not know that. You're gonna have to educate me. Uh, on this day in 1958, the 20th NCAA Men's Basketball Championship occurred, where Kentucky beat Seattle, 84-72. Kentucky Seattle's future Seattle? Hall of Famer, yeah, University of Seattle. Their future Hall of Famer, small forward Elgin Baylor, was named Tournament Most Outstanding Player. Elgin oh, Baylor I didn't went hear to the Seattle. Year. I was like, what? 1958. Uh, on this day, 1965. Wow, Scott Hall's fucking birth year. Wow, <laughs> that's true. A lot of shit. Go- a lot of shit happened in 1958. Apparently, uh, in 65, the U.S. confirmed its troops used chemical warfare against the Viet Cong. That's fucking terrible. Uh, on this day in 1969, giggity, 31st NCAA Men's Championship for basketball, UCLA beat Purdue 92-72. Bruins Purdue. Uh, their star center, Luel Sindor, was the tournament's most outstanding player for the third consecutive year. Shit, that's pretty good. They three-peat, and he gets most outstanding player three years in a row. Sounds like it's going to be a lot of NCAA winners. Uh, no, that was actually the last one. On I this guess day- now, now it ends in fucking April. On this date in 1989, Clint Malarchuk of the Buffalo Sabres suffers a near-fatal injury when another player accidentally slit his throat with his skate. I, mean, I never figure out who the other player was. I'm sure it says it on there, but I never remember. I, I just remember I that, and uh, freaking the trainer like saved his life by holding the, the yeah. vein closed, or the artery closed. And uh, as you look that up, uh, on this date in 2013... The American rock band My Chemical Romance announced their breakup. I did not know My Chemical Romance broke up nine years ago. Aren't they back together? I typed in Malarchuk and spelled it wrong and tried to click like autocorrect. It said, who slit Clint Melee Cuck's throat? Awesome, Google. Thanks. Jesus. Who saved Clint Malarchuk? Uh, some guy named Pizzuzelli? Yeah, he reached into his neck, pinched his severed artery with his fingertips. Pretty sure that's how Ben Roethlisberger got saved, too. He was, like, bleeding in his throat or something. Oh. Steve Tuttle was the player. Steve Tuttle? Steve Tuttle. T-U-T-T-L-E. Steve Tuttle is a Canadian ice player who once almost murdered a guy on the ice. Interesting. Is that actually what it says? No, I fucking wish. 
It's got it. He's got. Let me see if it's on his Wikipedia page. Tuttle is most commonly notable thing. After his like regular bio, he retired. Tuttle is most commonly remembered for being the player who skated skate accidentally slashed the throat of Clint Malarchuk during a game against the Sabers. I mean, poor bat. How did he even get fucking airborne? Who's now? I gotta find the guy who hit him to cause him to go airborne to slit his throat. The whole fucking who was the guy that signed him to the team that fucking. They're all uh, to blame. Steve Tuttle of the Blues and Yui Krupp, Krupp of the Sabres crash hard into the goal crease during play. As they collided, Tuttle's skate blade hit the right front side of Malarchek's neck, severing his carotid artery and partially cutting his jugular vein. And I'm pretty sure he came, Malarchek came, he was back on the ice 10 days. Like, that's ridiculous. Jesus Christ. That's... He, w- he wouldn't even play again at all this season. One and a half liters of blood and 300 stitches to close the six-inch wound. Multiple people had heart attacks. A few people, I think, might have. I don't know if they died in the stands, but they definitely had heart attacks. A lot of people threw up. It was on the fucking uh, conspiracies, fucking morbid facts. He said yucked. They yucked (laughs) yucked. in the stands. I don't understand how you play at all again that year, let alone in fucking 10 days. Like, What? That's absurd. That's. Did anything uh, else happen on this uh, day? I get into some birthdays and, and deaths. Let's see. Uh, Andrew Lloyd Weber turns 73 today. Is that the cats guy? I believe did he, so. Did, yes. he, did he do cats? Yeah. I'm not sure if it was cats, but he was a composer. Yeah. Uh, William Shatner turns 90. Yeah, cats musical. It was composed by Andrew. Who who turned thirty? What? William Shatner turned ninety. Right? I was like, th- I thought I was thirty. William Shatner is ninety. Damn. Ninety. Reese Witherspoon turns forty-five. Who would have been an awful uh, Sydney Prescott? It's crazy that Drew Barrymore turned it down because she wanted to play the one that gets murdered at the beginning. I wonder what her reasoning was. That her reasoning, or she just like had other commitments, like. They didn't say that they had, she had other commitments. She just turned it down for that. And then who was the other one that they wanted before Neff Campbell? It was, Wasn't I think there was Reese somebody. I think it was Drew Barrymore, Reese Witherspoon. I swear to God, there was somebody else. And then they landed on Neff Campbell. I thought it was just those two. Reese Witherspoon would have been fucking awful. Like, really bad. Bob Costas also turned 70 today. Only 70? It's kind of surprising. I thought he was older. Yeah. We have uh, a few deaths. Uh, coincidentally, uh, Elgin Baylor passed away at 86 on this day last year in 2021, uh-huh. which was 53 years, 63 years, excuse me, 63 years after he won Most Outstanding Player on that day. That's pretty ironic. Wow. Uh, on this day in 2018, Wayne Huizenga. The American businessman, CEO of Waste Management and Blockbuster, and sports team owner of the Dolphins, Panthers, and Marlins died of cancer at the age of 80. CEO of Waste Management, a.k.a. the Marlins and the Dolphins? He was also CEO of Blockbuster. Wow, he just had a lot of failures. Yeah, seriously. And lastly, on this day in 2001, Bobby Lashley, uh, William Hanna, who created Tom and Jerry with partner Joseph Barbera, Barbara died, but also some of the best known series that they did, Hannah and Barbara. Is it Barbara or Barbara? Hannah Barbara. Uh, Huckleberry Hound Show, The Flintstones, The Jetsons, and The Smurfs. 
The fucking Flint Stones. Died which, on this day in 2001 at the age of 90. So like he was every born in kid, 1911. Every kid thought it was Flint Stones. So did I. Not the Flint Stones. I thought it was the Flint Stones, didn't you? Because, yeah, you just hear, oh, yeah, Flint Stones. Yep. Flint. Wait, what? Flint? Like Larry Flint Stones? What the fuck? And the Berenstein Bears, not the Berenstein Bears? Is that even true? Or are you just making that shit up? Oh, yeah. Berenstein? That's a Mandela effect. Are you sure it's not just spelled that way? I think it's spelled differently, but it's still pronounced Berenstein, isn't it? No, it's pronounced. It's spelled Berenstein. Yeah, I know, but isn't it pronounced the other way? It's pronounced Berenstein, not Berenstein. I have to listen to that after the podcast because I, I I remember I know it's spelled differently than what I remember, but I don't remember it ever being called the Berenstein Bears. Is Big Papa Pump Scott Signer coming back? Apparently, there's a lot of people fucking dying here in trouble. Like, Jesus Christ. Or being arrested. I can't tell which siren it is. It sounded like a fire truck to me. Is it a big red fire truck? I will call those fire <laughs> trucks. Fire truck, fire truck. Uh, I think next week we're going to fucking rank another family guy. Or at least we could also play Sporkle. Remember the fucking good old Sporkle? Oh. Well, next week we're going to have to. Uh, I'm going to have a game for you. I thought it was supposed to be this week. Well, since we pushed the WrestleMania stuff to next week, it's a WrestleMania-themed game. About what? WrestleMania? WrestleMania in general. In general? Just like like what? Like matches? I can't tell you because then you're going to spoil gonna, it. No, I need to know what the... Well, I, obviously it has to be about fucking either the matches or the, where they took place. It's, it's going to be named that mania. You just Are you just stealing it? I thought you said you didn't want to do that. No, I'm, I'm, I'm going to give you some matches that happened. That's exactly or, what you said you didn't want to do. Or where I wanted to play that place, game. And you're going to have to say which mania it is. Because we we saw those two fucking douche nozzles. I can't stand them. And They, they seem fine, but they're so the annoying. Just because, like, guess the wrestler, and it's like Hulk Hogan. Like, <laughs> alive or dead. Like, it's just annoying. But, like, they were doing, you just listed matches from, I guess, the first match to the main event. And you have to guess which pay-per-view it is. And like, if it happened after, once like they started doing one pay per view a month, like up through like the Attitude Era, I have no fucking clue. Yep. From the Attitude Era to like now, I don't remember pay per views from last year. I don't or remember even pay per views from last month. I don't know what happened at the Royal Rumble this year. Elimination Chamber. Like Lesnar won. I don't remember any of the actual matches. So like, the, we might we might play, I'm gonna put that on the list to play. Guess. E. I just love when they're doing that guest the wrestler and they're like alive or dead, dead, active. No, he's dead, you idiot. <laughs> I just, I, I, it seems weird to me, like, because they're I, usually when you do that, they're like it's an obscure person, but they're doing like Hulk Hogan, Shawn Michaels, like do like somebody obscure like Brooklyn Brawler or shit like that. Well, I just saw one the other day where it was Austin Theory, and. The guy, the guy was like, was he a champion? He was like, on the indies, because he was the Evolve champion. And the guy, he's like, is he active on Raw? And he goes, Charlie Haas. <laughs> what? And he's like, no. And he's like, Shelton Benjamin. No, he's on SmackDown. Shelton Benjamin's not even on SmackDown, bro. I'm trying. It's just, it seems like there's a weird way that they play it. Like, the guy, is he active? Yes. Is he a champion? Yes. Aren't? It's just, I don't know. There's something off about it to me. And it, it's also, it, it, it's, it, it's weird to me. I don't know. I don't know what about it, but I agree. Dead or alive. Yeah, and then sometimes it'll be like the one with Randy Orton. It's like, was he in a faction or something with the Wyatt family? And yep. where it was like, 
they said yes to it, but it, you would never have gotten Randy Orton for some reason. And it's just like, because like, was he in a faction in the 2010s? And that yeah, was something like the Wyatt that. Family. Yeah. But also yeah. he was in evolution when they came back, when Seth Rollins turned, which is like, also that kind of bullshit. Yeah. That's, I would have, that's obscure. Uh, we'll figure that out. But I feel like I should make a this, that rant fucking TikTok page so I can post clips. Oh, it I didn't seems even like, think of that. It seems you like should. too much effort because, like, if the screen like this, it's not going to fit. I have to do it like, but there's no option to do it on top of each other. So I don't know. I don't know how to edit. So, but we could always it. we could always get rid of this fucking podcast and just start doing TikTok videos like that. But they have a the, podcast that they're taking snips from. That's their podcast. That they. Just I'm not play sure if that's on. the basis of their podcast, but they have a podcast. Or are they doing that as like a separate video? Oh, true. Maybe. We sometimes people, because the smart thing to do is to pay attention to your podcast and take like the best clips and post those on TikTok so people go listen. But like, this is a fucking amateur operation. We're never fucking doing that. I barely Ooh, promote cool. it on on Instagram. That's true. Like, I'll post about it on Instagram. That's about it. As our social media it. manager, kind of failing us. No, I'm not. I post about it on, <laughs> but we don't have enough followers on Twitter. Instagram, we have like 50 followers, so that they pay attention. But we have the same four listeners every week. So we get a lot of views know. on YouTube, though. I don't know who listens because nobody fucking comments. If you listen to this fucking podcast and you're watching it on YouTube, leave a comment. I think that like, the last video we had like almost 70 views or something, and there was only one comment. Well, uh, that's basically what our entire channel used to be. Nobody would fucking leave comments for whatever reason. We just had like very little. We'd have like two, three hundred views. And then, like, no comments. It makes no so sense. If you're getting the interaction of people watching, why don't they comment? I have no idea. Fucking BTB gets comments all the time. Let's see. Our fucking first pilot episode, we were getting 100 views the first couple episodes. And then they'd go to 70, 60, 70. We're usually now in the 60, in, 70 range. Now they're in the 50s. It's usually anywhere from 50 to 70. Like, episode 17, 47. Last week, 63. So, Whatever. But damn it, so this comment, episode next, leave us comments. Episode 19. I, I wish you could leave comments on like Spotify or whatever, or at least tweet us. Let me know that you listen. Because I know if like Randy, James, Bobby, those are the ones I know watch slash listen. But nobody, you can't leave comments on Spotify. So if you're listening to this, I get it. But if you're watching it on YouTube, leave a comment. But if you're listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, you wherever tweet. you listen to podcasts, tweet us. Follow Instagram. us on Instagram. Follow us. I'll follow you back. I'll follow anybody that listens. I will follow you back. 100%. I will follow you into the dark. You won't follow. That sounded stalkerish, but it's a good that's, song. That's uh, who sings it. Death Cab for Cutie. Oh, awful. I haven't. I don't. I couldn't tell you a single song by Death Cab for Cutie. It's that song. I it, uh, was in the show Scrubs. Makes me cry. Oh, I have so many lists. There was one list of like. Secrets from nostalgic 2000s movies. People share their experience meeting celebrities. 10 bizarre wrestling chants. 40 plus cringe celebrity tweets. So we got a lot of lists for the future. Ooh. Every time I find something on Facebook, I'll bookmark it and see a fucking random list. So we had some good stuff next week. We got NFL moves from the last two weeks. Mania debate. Your Mania game gets the pay-per-view. I'll try to look up some Elvis stuff. So episode 20 is going to be a 6 hour marathon next Tuesday. We're going to go we're going to go 12 hours, midnight to midnight. Kate's in Florida so I got nothing but time. Yeah, but don't you have a job? I'll call out. 
All right. Yeah. <laughs> How do you call out from home? Can you just say, I'm just not working today? Yeah. Not feeling it. When was the last time you did that? I have not called out of work. Do you ever do that? I haven't called out of work. I guess because you, you really can't. I mean, you could. I mean, you could have. Yeah, but even on your day off, you're fucking on yeah. call. That's true. So, like, when you should? When was the last time you're gonna you're gonna go on vacation anytime soon? Just um, take the week off. No, the next really, time that really I, don't Kate's, know how to end. Kate's on vacation next week and in Florida, and I'm not taking vacation. Uh, she's going to Florida with her family for her sister's 30th birthday. I think I'm taking a vacation sometime in like July to, to go June. somewhere or to just not work. Just to not work. The the next time we're actually going somewhere is we had to book it. We booked it a few years ago and we kept pushing it off. Now we actually had to finally do it. We're going on a cruise next year. So I'll be dead. You're actually going on a cruise. It feels like you'd be afraid of cruises. I'm petrified. Every, you're going to help you. I hope you get fucking stuck at sea. Just so you have a great story for the podcast. It's going to be terrible. I feel like, are you going to do anything on the cruise? Or are you just going to sit there and drink? Probably there's so there much to do. We can talk about this next week. There's so much to do on a cruise. I feel like there's too much to do that I'd end up doing nothing. Oh, you're going to have to enlighten me. I've never seen the commercial for cruises or like TikToks. I've seen commercials. Like, I don't understand, they have I don't like understand casinos how Casinos and shows and fucking food and water slides and stuff. I feel like it's sensory overload. Cruise. I don't understand how it works. I'm just writing cruise things. Cruise shit. All right. So episode 20, we might have to make that one special. It's going to be jam-packed. We still have never had a guest on. I keep saying we should and then never following through. At this point, I think episode 25. It's kind of a round number. I don't like because then I have to do it. Bobby wants to get on. He keeps bitching at me to get on. So he's on the list. And then uh, Britain would be fun to have on. But I think Bobby will probably be their first guest. What about Phil? Can't forget Phil. I haven't talked to Phil about it in a while. I forgot about Phil. Sorry, Phil. I think you're, you've dropped a third on the list. I'm waiting for. I still haven't heard back from Ben Schwartz. So what's he waiting on? Fucking Ben I, Schwartz. He's, he's being a little bitch. It's starting. He's he finished filming season two of Space Force. Like, come on, bro. And he's done with fucking Sonic and Knuckles or whatever their new movie is, right? Like, God, have on. you seen the previews for that at all? No, oh, I didn't even awful. see the uh, the first one. Neither did I. But I, is Jim Carrey went... in it again? Yeah, he is. Oh, yep. Wow, interesting. I have to see the Batman. Fuck, I have. I want to see I, that too. I, I might see it next Tuesday. I have to go out next Tuesday anyway, so I might go see it then. I was going to see it today, and I was too lazy. So, so when you go see it next Tuesday in the middle of our 12 to 12 marathon, am I just going to hold the fort down for those three hours? I'll try to sneak the microphone in and just, Robert Pattinson is he's, he's saying something. Like, shut up over there. Yeah, you shut up. Fucking three-hour break. Uh, yeah, I guess you could just be alone. I'm live. Technically, we could go wife. live too. All right, we've we don't know how to end a podcast. We need like a, so, anybody have any suggestions for like how to fucking end? Because like I feel like after on this day, I should just say goodbye and that's it. Yeah, hundred percent. Let me go on these tangents where it's like, all right, these assholes said goodbye already, and now we're not fucking saying goodbye. So we quit you. At least we've cut it to under two hours. We're usually around one forty-five. So episode nineteen is in the books. Twenty is next week. We look forward to uh. Sharing it with you, I guess. I don't know what the fuck I'm trying to say. Bye. Perfect.